Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. The Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild Play Tonight, Come Live With Me. The starring players... This is Heidi Lamar. This is John Loder. This is Vincent Price. And this is Louise Albritton. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the delightful Metro-Golden-Mayer story of A Girl in Love, Come Live With Me. It stars Hedy Lamar as the girl, Johnny Jans, John Loder as Bill Smith, Vincent Price as Bart Kendrick, and Louise Albritton as his wife, Diana. The Screen Guild players present Come Live With Me. For the past year, Bart Kendrick, a New York book publisher, and his wife, Diana, have been going their separate ways. And Bart's way always led him to the apartment of Johnny Jans, a lovely Viennese refugee. He's in Johnny's apartment now, trying to convince Johnny that he can divorce Diana and marry her without hurting anyone. You know I want to marry you, Bart, but I must be sure. Of what, Johnny? I must be sure that our happiness doesn't mean that someone else will be unhappy. Oh, I promise you, Johnny, it won't be like that. No one will be hurt? No one, Johnny. I've told you that. And I think I'll cry a little now because I'm so happy. Why don't you wait until we come back from dinner? Shall I? Oh, I think you'll find it much more satisfactory. All right. I'll get my things. Yes? Uh, I want to see Miss Chance, Miss Johanna Chance. What? Oh, I, I'm afraid you've made a mistake. Oh, no, I haven't. Miss Jantz made the mistake. Uh, I tell you, there is no Miss Jantz here. Okay, I read the name on the door, Miss Jones, if she likes it better that way. But Jones or Jantz, she sails on the first boat back to Europe, see? And tell her it's official, from the Department of Immigration. Or, uh, maybe you guessed that. You wanted to see me? Well, I do if you're Miss Jantz. Jones, it's more American. Well, Miss Jones, they want to see you down at the department in the morning. So soon? 
When do they say I must leave? Oh, see here, Inspector. Miss Jones can't go back. Well, why not? Well, because of her father. You see, he was liquidated because he stood up for what he believed in. Well, uh, what's that got to do with her? Uh, because she'll undoubtedly get the same treatment if she's sent back. Uh, hey, uh, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I got an out for the lady. What? Well, this is strictly off the record, you know, but... Uh, if you got married to an American citizen, uh, you could get a quota number and stay here. Oh, I see. But at the department in the morning, what will they say? Oh, I, uh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I didn't find you here tonight, see? Uh, and I'm not going to find you for a week. But I can't get married in a week. Well, miss, if you can't, then the boys in this country ain't what they used to be. <laughs> it's good of you to try to help me. It's a pleasure, miss. Well, I got it started, mister. You take it from there. So long. Oh, what are we going to do, Johnny? Oh, there's nothing we can do, Bart. You can't get a divorce in a week. Oh, I feel so helpless, Johnny. I want to walk, Bart, by myself. Very fast and very far, so I'll come back too tired to think. Oh, but it was raining when I came in. Bart, I want to. I have to, please. All right, Johnny. I'll call you in the morning. Thank you. Good night. I'm so sorry. It's all right. This isn't my doorway. I'm just dodging the rain, too. I think I'd better go on. Why? It's still raining. If you don't like sharing a doorway with me, I'll move on to the next one. Oh, no. I was only startled. Say, you're shivering. How long have you been walking in this rain? Oh, I don't know. A long time. You're soaked. If, uh... I don't exactly know how to say this without offending you, but... Yes? Well, look, I live just a few doors away... If you'd care to stop in and dry your coat and shoes... Don't worry, we'll leave the door open. Why, yes, you're very kind. Do you live alone? Yes. You mean you uh, haven't any... Uh... Uh, no, I haven't any... Uh... Good. What's your name? Smith. Bill Smith. Mine's Jones. Johnny Jones. Let's go to your place and dry my coat, Mr. Smith. Certainly, Miss Jones. Well, this is it. It's, uh, it's very nice. Well, it's just a little place, but it's dreary. If you'd care to browse among my books, the pawn shop's just around the corner. You mean you haven't any money? I spent my last dime tonight. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Well, I'm certainly glad it makes you happy. The guest is always right. Care for some music? I can open the window and we can hear the radio across the street. <laughs> no, thank you. Mr. Smith, will you marry me? Miss Jones, this is so sudden. <laughs> I'm afraid you wouldn't understand. I can see your point. You see, I have to have a husband, and you said you weren't married. But, Miss Jones, a wife is just what I don't need. But you do need money. I need a husband, and I'm in the position to pay. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you, Miss Jones. Well, I'm from what used to be Austria... My visitor's visa expired some time ago, and I have received orders to leave this country immediately. Unless I can marry an American citizen this week. And I thought I had troubles. I'm sorry. I suppose it was a crazy idea, but I thought we could make a trade. 
Then I'd have a husband and you'd have money. Maybe I can figure out some other way. After all, it's really part of my job. What do you do? I'm a writer. A writer? I certainly am, and I have the rejection slips to prove it. <laughs> my stories have been turned down everywhere. But that's all behind me now. I have to get a job. You mean you're going to quit writing? I have to get a job that'll pay bills. But if you marry me, I would give you the money to keep on writing. No, taking your money is out. Besides, it's quite unbelievable to me that there isn't someone you know personally. Oh, who... there is someone. But he can't marry me for several weeks. Married man? Yes. Poor kid. You really are in a mess, aren't you? All right. I'll marry you. Oh, thank you. And I'll see that your expenses are paid. But we'll keep a record of them, and I'll pay you back every nickel. Uh, of course you understand. Our marriage will be name only. Sure. No love, no honor, no obey. Hmm. No love. You know, that might make a nice title for a book. Last month has seemed too good to be true, Johnny. It has, Bart. How did you manage it, Johnny? Please, Bart, we promised not to talk about it. What's the good news you had to tell me? Oh, it's simply wonderful, Johnny. At last we can be married. Why, Bart, that's... Say that again. My wife has finally agreed to a divorce. We can be married within six weeks. Six weeks? Reno, my dear, Reno. Six oh. glorious weeks in Reno, Johnny. Six weeks of days and nights and just but, you and me. But, Bart, I, I... I know you're surprised, darling, but that's the way I do things once I've made up my mind. Diana and I had it out only this morning. But, Bart, please, there's something I must tell you. Oh, it you. can wait. Everything can Bart, wait. Bart, please, listen to yes, me. Yes, dear? I've been trying to tell you. I'm already married. Oh, congratulations, dearest. Just imagine. In a few short weeks, we'll be married ourselves. But you didn't hear what I said. What? I said I was already married. Oh, that's what I thought you said, dearest. What? Come in. Johnny, you're a day early. Well, Bill, I... I thought we might have a little talk. Great, I'd love to. You know, for a husband and wife, we don't see each other enough. Oh, I think I know what you mean. But we'll be seeing each other constantly before very long. Uh, you, uh, you've been working hard, haven't you, Bill? Oh, it's been worth it. Wait till you see this. Here, read it. What is it? Oh, no love. It's about us, Johnny. Just the way it happened. I'm sending it off to a publisher today, unfinished. Unfinished because I don't quite know how it'll end. What do you mean, Bill? Who knows how our story will end? Read it, Johnny. Everything's in there. All the things I want to say to you that I can't say now. Uh, no, no. You, you mustn't say them now, Bill. But if this book is good, then I'll have the right to say them, Johnny. And then I will say them. Bill, I, I think I must go. But, Johnny, you just got here. Don't go, please. Oh, I must. But five minutes out of a week... Won't you give me that? Bill, you, you must realize it's hard for me to say things, too. But you said you wanted to talk. Do you want me to say what I came to say, Bill? Of course I do. Well, it's this. I want you to give me a divorce, right away. A divorce? But I thought we were getting to where... Don't you like me, Johnny? Very much. Well, how do you know a divorce will make you happy? I think it will, Bill. If you remember, at the time we met, I told you there was someone else. I know. He's in the book, too. Well, he, he'll soon be able to marry me. Then I guess there's nothing I can say. 
All right, Johnny, you can have it. Anytime you want it. Thank you, Bill. Don't thank me. We made a bargain and we both lived up to it, both of us. And now it's over. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bill. I... I hope your book will be very successful. I don't know. These unhappy endings seldom make bestsellers. But you said your book isn't finished yet. Surely you can think of a happy ending? Say, maybe I can at that. So ends Act One of Come Live With Me, starring Vincent Price, John Loder, Hedy Lamar, and Louise Albritton. Before we hear Act Two, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. How would you like to look as if you'd just come back from a wonderful vacation? Yes, how'd you like your skin to fairly radiate summertime freshness, even though you've been too busy to really get away at all? Well then, here's a beauty tip that can bring you new loveliness all summer long. First, have a session with your mirror. Notice how the summer sun has brought deeper, warmer tones to your skin. Now, it's those deeper skin tones that can mean new loveliness if you'll just find the shade of face powder that dramatizes them and brings out your new vibrant coloring. So many women write me that the shade of powder they used last winter seems to steal away the richer color of their skin now in August. But they find the exciting shades of Lady Esther powder wonderfully different. They tell me there's something about my shades that's unusually flattering to summertime complexions. Well, my shades are unusually flattering because my powder is made in an unusual way. It's twice refined, twice blended. First, it's mixed until the texture is the same as ordinary face powders. But that's only the first stage in making Lady Esther face powder. For I then put my powder through my exclusive second process my patented twin hurricane process. This time, color and powder particles are whirled. Yes, blown by whirling hurricanes into a finer texture and truer shades than possible by any ordinary methods. Now, I can't tell you which of my shades will best bring out the glamour of your summer coloring. Nobody can. But I'll make it easy for you to find that perfect shade. For I'll send you entirely free all nine lovely shades of my face powder. Just send me your name and address on a postcard. Mail it to Lady Esther, Chicago. That's Lady Esther, Chicago. And now the curtain rises on the second act of Come Live With Me, starring Hedy Lamar as Johnny Jones, John Loder as Bill Smith, Vincent Price as Bart Kendrick, and Louise Allbritton as Bart's wife, Diana. The day that Johnny told Bill she wanted a divorce, Bill sent copies of his unfinished novel to several publishers. Three days later, Bill got a call from Bart Kendrick of the Kendrick Publishing Company asking him to come to his office. Naturally, Bill didn't know that Bart was the third side of his and Johnny's triangle. So, he went to the office. My uh, wife, Mrs. Kendrick, does a good deal of my reading for me, Mr. Smith. She's an excellent judge of literary material. She um, brought your book, No Love, to my attention for possible publication. 
I'm very grateful to her. You think my novel has possibilities? Possibilities. I'll say it has possibilities. Tell me, Mr. Smith, where did you get the idea for the heroine? Oh, she just sort of uh, came to me. Oh, just sort of came to you, eh? And the uh, other characters? What of them? Oh, they too just sort of came to me. Uh, the boy and the girl and the other man. <laughs> well, that's truly remarkable. Thanks. Don't you think your characterization of the other man just a little bit vague? Oh, that character's strictly N.G., but I'll dispose of him satisfactorily before the end of the story. Oh, you will, eh? <laughs> I haven't decided yet whether he's to be murdered by some business associate whom he's cheated or whether he takes the easy way out by himself. Now, look here, Smith. I... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were busy. Well, that's all right, Diana. This is Mr. Smith, Mr. William Smith. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Smith? How do you do, Mrs. Kendrick? We both have her to thank for bringing this, uh, this book of yours to my attention. I'm so anxious to know how it's going to end, Mr. Smith. Uh, I'd like to know that myself. Well, well, there are really only two possible ways to end it. They can get a divorce and the boy never sees her again, or they can stay married and the other man never sees her again. Uh, which do you prefer, Mr. Smith? Well, I'm a country boy. Oh, the happy ending. That's what I'd like to see. Well, I don't agree. I think the modern novel's got to have a realistic finish. The girl must divorce this uh, kid and marry the other man. Why, do you think an intelligent girl would throw herself away on a nobody, Diana? Just because a fellow's a nobody now doesn't mean he's always going to be one, Mr. Kendrick. And I certainly don't think she'd be happy with this other man. Well, I do. I see him perfectly. An attractive, cultured, distinguished man of the world, not a callow boy. But definitely not old. In fact, he's just approaching the best years of his life. In addition, he's got money, position, and security. Naturally, the girl's in love with him. Oh, no, not this girl. And why not? She's not in love with some old stuffed shirt. Who's a stuffed shirt? <laughs> the other man. Oh. Well, this girl couldn't do that. She couldn't throw herself away on some doddering old ape just because he's rich. Well, you don't think that young hick she's got herself mixed up with is any prize, do you? He not only hasn't got a penny of his own, he's taking money from a woman. There's a fine, upstanding character for you. Don't you worry about his character, Mr. Kendrick. He's going to get on his own feet and pay her back every nickel of that money. He's going to be all right. Oh, you think so, do you? Well, let me tell you something. Oh, Bart, please. You can discuss anything in the world without shouting like this. I'm sorry, Diana. Oh, I'm sorry, too, Mrs. Kendrick. But you see, well, the, the way this story turns out is pretty important to me. Of course it is. And uh, it seems to be pretty important to my husband, too. <laughs> well, after all, Diana, a story that we're considering publishing is uh, very close to me. Naturally. You mean you're really going to publish it, Mr. Kendrick? Well, of course he is. Or haven't you given Mr. Smith his advance check yet, Bob? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. You see, I, uh, well, I wanted to get this matter of the ending straightened up first. Well, I really think the ending is Mr. Smith's affair, if you know what I mean. Uh, go ahead. Write the check oh, now. but Diana, wait a minute. I... Well, go on. The sooner he gets his money, the sooner he can work out the ending. And um, uh, make it for 500 Huh? Ah, there you are, Mr. Smith. $500. Well, thank you, Mrs. Kendrick. You've no idea what this means to me. Perhaps I have. Now run along and spend it. I'm going to. I'm going to work on that happy ending right now. Excuse me for running out this way, but I've got something pretty important to do. Now, see here, Diana. Oh, Bart, why do you take this so hard? After all, it's only a story. Or, uh, isn't it? Story, my eye. It's my biography. <laughs> I gathered that. What do you mean? You knew it? Oh, you're rather transparent, you know, Bart. When I told you I'd give you a divorce, Bart, I, 
Well, I didn't know there was a, a Bill Smith who might be hurt. Now I've changed my mind. You, you mean you won't give me a divorce? Not until I'm sure that she loves you, Bart. It isn't just you and she anymore. There's Bill Smith. He's her husband, and he ought to have a sporting chance for his happiness, too. At least I thought so. Oh, so that's why you made me give him the $500. Certainly. And if he's half the man I think he is, you just financed his honeymoon. Well, what are you looking so surprised about, Johnny? You asked me to come to your place and sign the divorce papers, didn't you? Why, yes, but you... You seem so different today, Bill. I am different, and this is what made me different. This envelope contains every cent I owe you, Johnny. Bill, what's happened? Oh, nothing much. I just happened to sell that little novel I dashed off about us. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, it certainly means a lot to me. Now, let's get going. Going? What do you mean? The divorce papers are here. You don't need to go anywhere. Oh, yes, we do. You and I are going away on a trip. A trip? Bill, you've lost your mind. I'm not going anywhere with you. All right. No trip, no divorce. But you promised me a divorce. Look, it's all right for a couple of strangers to get married, but they have to know each other before they get a divorce. But this wasn't part of our bargain. The bargain was over the minute I paid you back. Now we're just plain Mr. and Mrs. Bill Smith. And we're going to stay that way from now on unless you take this trip with me. Well, where are we going? Just a couple of hours from here, to my grandmother's. Your, your grandmother's? Yeah. She's all the family I have, and, uh, well, I want you to see me in my neck of the woods. Do you like it down here, Johnny? Oh, yes, Bill. Glad you came with me? Well, are you sorry you came with me? No. It's where I belong. And I'm coming back someday to stay. Your grandmother is awfully nice, Bill. I'm glad you approve of some member of the family. Oh, I... I hope you'll be very happy. I'm pretty happy now. Oh, you must be. It's wonderful to know your book's going to be published. That isn't exactly what I was thinking about. But even that only happened because of you, Johnny. Because of me? Yes. Because I was writing about something I really felt... Before, I was trying to be smart, writing about things I didn't know or understand. That's why there was nothing but rejection slips. Oh, there won't be any more. You're a success now. No, I'm not. Not yet. But I can be, and I'm going to be. From now on, I'm only going to write about the things I know. The kids I grew up with. My grandmother. Her hired men. Did you really like them, Johnny? Oh, yes. They made me feel as if I'd always known them. But I... I feel as if I knew you for the first time. Well, there it is, Johnny. Just as I told you in New York. It's all right for strangers to marry, but people should know each other before they... Well, before they decide to break it up. Still want that divorce, Johnny? Please don't ask me now, Bill. That our story, Johnny. How is it going to end? I'm not sure I know. There's a poem Christopher Morley wrote running through my head, Johnny. Come live with me... And be my love, and we will all the pleasure prove that hills and valleys, dales and field, woods or craggy mountain yield, and I will make thee beds of roses and a thousand fragrant posies. Something, something, something. 
And if these pleasures may thee move, come, live with me, and be my love. He said that 300 years ago. Love is an old, old story, Johnny. It's beautiful, Bill. Now, who the heck could that be at the side door? Well, perhaps you'd better go around and see. All right. Don't move. I'll be right back. Who's there? Why, Mr. Kendrick, what on earth brings you here? I think you know what brings me here. Well, I can guess, but I didn't think you'd get this excited about a first novel. Novel? Where is she? Who? Who? My fiance, Johnny. What? What's all that noise about, oh, Bill? Johnny, darling, you all right? Of course, Bart. Say, what is this? Who? What? Now, Bill, please try to be calm. Calm? How can I be calm? How does Henrik know you? Do you remember the other man in our story, Bill? You mean this guy? Kendrick is the other man? I am. Well, how did he know you were here, Johnny? Because she telephoned me. Is that true, Johnny? I'm afraid it is, Bill. Well, now that you're here, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to take Johnny away from here and have your marriage annulled. Oh, that's up to Johnny. But you're going to give her time to think it over. Here. You think you're going to send me away and spend the next six or eight hours giving her a high-pressure sales talk? Oh, no. Come on, Johnny. Bill's right, Bart. I must think this over, seriously. Well, if you think I'm going to leave him a clean field... You... I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll talk with you for half an hour alone. Then you go back to the city. And then I'll talk with Bill for half an hour. And in the morning, I'll have made up my mind. Oh, but Johnny, what's this young upstart coming between us for? I won't do it. You're coming back with me now. No, Bart. Come on, let's go outside and talk. Bart had a lot more to say to me than you've said, Bill. He must have been giving you a high-pressure sales talk. Perhaps he wants me more than you do. That's impossible. I want you more than I've ever wanted anything in the world, Johnny. But I want you to be happy. I want you to make up your own mind. So there won't be any doubts, ever. Bill, what are those little lights flashing on and off? Fireflies. They're very pretty. Interesting, too. Those little lights mean something. Really? Sure. They signal to each other. And the way they signal each other, well, the, the boy firefly always knows just where he stands. Oh, that is interesting. Oh, it's true. Why, uh, when the girl firefly wants to, uh, wants to tell the boy firefly that she's made up her mind she likes him, she, uh, well, she flashes a little light in exact two-second intervals. In two-second intervals? Oh, scientists have timed it. And speaking of time, Bill, your half an hour is up. I'd better go to my room. Do you want me to show you the way? Oh, I can find it. Are you going to bed now? No, I think I'll go for a walk. Good night, Johnny. Good night, Phil. Johnny, Johnny. Were you calling me, Bill? Yes. What what did you want? Nothing. I I thought maybe you were having trouble with the lights in your room. Trouble with the lights? Yes. They kept flashing on and off like, uh, like... Like a firefly? Yes. Or perhaps it was a message. Meaning what? Meaning that if you were half as smart as a firefly, Mr. Smith, you'd be up here right now. (laughs) 
Thank you, John Loder, Vincent Price, Hedy Lamar, and Louise Albritton for your scintillating performances in Come Live With Me. You gave us splendid entertainment. The pleasure was ours, Mr. Bradley. Everyone in Hollywood enjoys appearing on this series of broadcasts because we realize that the benefits go to the support of the motion picture country house and clinic. Now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Lamar. You know how it is when you find a hat that's really flattering. It's becoming the moment you try it on, and by comparison, every other hat seems wrong. Well, the same thing happens when you find your most flattering shade of face powder. You know it's right for you the instant you see the fresh, young look it gives your skin. That's what so many women write and tell me after they find their perfect, lucky shade in Lady Esther face powder. And they say my shades are so different. Well, of course, that's true. The shades of my powder are clearer, truer, because my powder goes through an additional exclusive process, my patented twin hurricane process. Color and powder particles are blown, yes, blown together with the speed of hurricanes until they become not just powder, but a clear, translucent film of flattery. Let me prove it to you. Let me send you entirely free all nine lovely shades of Lady Esther face powder. Just mail me your name and address. Send it to Lady Esther, Chicago. I'm sorry, but government regulations will not permit me to make this offer in Canada. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present our version of the brilliant English motion picture, Spitfire. It will star Heather Angel, Reginald Gardner, and Basil Rathbone. Be sure to listen. Hedy Lamar has just finished working in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, Heavenly Body, in which she has the starring role. John Loder will soon be seen in the Warner Brothers production, Old Acquaintance. Vincent Price can soon be seen in the 20th Century Fox production, The Song of Bernadette. Louise Albritton is now starring in Fired Wife, a universal picture. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To save materials, buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.